Uh, I've got 1792 foolproof, which if my math is correct, 1792 was the last time Georgia Tech beat us. Is that, <laughs> is that right? I, I, I may be off a little bit, but not not that much, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was told there'd be no math, so I, I, I'm not sure if I can figure that out or not. <laughs> Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode... John Powell and I preview the 2022 edition of Clean Old Fashioned Hate, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch, and you can follow us on social media at mygotapodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxiatime, at oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, John, let's, uh, you want to just start off with the, we've got here tonight? Uh, the bourbons? Yeah. So I can go first. I don't have, I don't have any bottle pop. I don't have bottle bottle pop. pop. That's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, at times try to pick something that kind of goes along, uh, with the opponent. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and so this was my best attempt to do that here. So I've got larceny. Mm. Okay. Uh, um, so a couple of things there. So one, uh, what, what is the larceny brand known for? Right. So for that, the key, the key in the bottle and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tech is now led by their interim head coach, Brent key. So that was really there as well. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like, we were going to beat Georgia tech. Like we stole something. <laughs> uh, we'll see actually where the next place I was going is like, you know, Georgia tech lies and cheats. And what does larceny mean to steal? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And, yes. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And, you know, and like that's that's at least when I was in college, like that was how they beat us uh, by cheating and having phantom fumbles and, and things of that nature. So that's that's my uh, that was my re- relation into into the opponent there. Yep. Awesome. I have. Um... I had a tough week this week um, and still having a tough week. So um, I have dipped into the barrel proof, the foolproof. Um, mm. uh, I've got 1792 foolproof, which if my math is correct, 1792 was the last time Georgia Tech beat us. <laughs> is that right? I, I may be off a little bit, but not not that much, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was told there'd be no math, so I, I, I'm not sure if I can figure that out or not. Uh, that's what nice. I got. Nice, Sending nice, foolproof. Well done, well done. Um, do we? I don't know if we want to start with this or not because I think some things are maybe kind of up in the air. Um, about attending the game, or yeah, or are we going to be in attendance? Do we know yet? I mean, I'm locked in. It's just a matter of who's coming with me. <laughs> okay, okay, got it, got it. Okay, fair enough. Nice. Yeah, so I guess it's it's uh, supposed to rain, which I know we'll get there uh, on the, on the weathers. But uh, mm. yeah, um, I was supposed to go make it a make a day of it in Athens with the wife. Uh, I've got tickets. Um, I've got a nice parking spot. Although apparently there's not a whole lot of tailgating around the area that we were going to park at, but uh, for new games anyway. Um, mm. So we'll see. Um, may just may just try to grab a spot downtown and see if I can. See if I can go hit up some breakfast downtown and then hit up the usual spots. Right. But yeah, that's that's the the plan is for me to attend because I have tickets. Okay. Okay. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, we should be there. Or, well, not we should be. I'll, again, I guess similar. I don't know. We've ironed out all, who all is going um, for sure within our whole crew. But yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, Kim is planning to come as well. Um, she hasn't been able to make it to a game all season. So um, there are multiple times where like we were planning on going, I think like Auburn and then Auburn and Tennessee. Originally, she was going to come. Um, but things have been popping up around at home and she hasn't been able to make it down. So excited for that. Excited for that. That should should be a good time. I was a little bummed to see with, with the weather and everything, but it is, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Your wife yeah. is tougher, tougher than mine. What's that? <laughs> she, oh. <laughs> your wife is tougher than mine. Cause mine saw the, the weather, the weather forecast was like, I ain't going if it's raining. <laughs> well, I didn't break that news to her until today, which it's Tuesday, by the way. Um, and she was just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't talked, we haven't discussed it at length. She actually like, um, we we attempted to watch the Kentucky game like on our back porch and it she we got it got pretty cold and so we ended up coming in for the second half and like she actually at, at that very moment ordered hand warmers uh for the tech game so that she would not be cold <laughs> in San Francisco. It's, it's not supposed to be particularly cold, but it's actually not. Yeah, the 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 temperature isn't as cold as I was thinking it was gonna be. So there's there is that. There is that piece at least. So right. But so if you're able to do so you don't have a I guess are we is soccer season uh, like no soccer Thanksgiving weekend kind of deal or what's going on with the kids activities? We got nothing this weekend. Okay. Carter Carter had some some goalkeeping stuff and some Olympic stuff this past weekend and today. Um, but he's he's off. He's off for right now. Okay. We'll be doing like a bit of a tour to Georgia. Um, so we're going to go, we're going to head down tomorrow on Wednesday and uh, go hang out with Kim's uh, parents and her side of the family and do Thanksgiving with them. Uh, and then we'll be trekking back over to Athens on, I think, Friday and, and spend the rest of the weekend there um, with my mm-hmm. family um, and kind of t- toting around the girls, uh, which Ella is still a little on, on the mend. She had her wisdom teeth out. Uh last Friday. So, um, you know, I remember being all out of it afterwards, but what my parents didn't have back then that I have now is a camera phone. So I was able to take some hilarious videos of, uh, her ramblings, uh, coming out and it was quite amazing. So, uh, definitely have your camera phone with you when your kids come out of, uh, there was some peep surgery. It makes for lots of fun. <laughs> That's funny. Are we going to, are we going to get to see the videos? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna like post them to the socials, but no, like, I can. No. I can show you one of them. Save <laughs> save them for the wedding. Save them for the wedding video. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, good stuff. All right. Um, I guess we can we can jump into the matchup items. Um, so kick off is uh, Saturday at noon. It's like we we did we did mention that um, a nooner uh, yet again. Um, at this point kind of is what it is. Um, Julie field at Sanford stadium. Um, Georgia comes into this game, 11 and 0, 8 and 0 in the sec. Uh, Georgia tech mm-hmm. comes in, <laughs> Georgia tech comes in at five and six, uh, four and four in the ACC. Um, I gotta say like they're, they're ahead of what I thought they were going to do this year. Um, I actually wrote like a season preview thing, uh, uh about tech, um, for dog central over the summer. And I'm trying to remember, I think like their over under win total was three and a half. And I, I took the under, um, I guess I didn't fully believe they would fire, uh, Gioff in the middle of the season. Maybe, I don't know. Um, 
but anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, so on that, I already mentioned when we were talking about the bourbons, but they're led by their interim head coach, Brent key. Uh, he is actually, so they're four and three, uh, since he took over, uh, for the aforementioned, uh, Gioff Collins, um, the history of the series of so all time, uh, Georgia leads the all time series, 69, 39 and five, uh, Georgia is obviously ranked number one in every poll imaginable and Georgia tech is not ranked. Um, the game is on the big ESPN. Uh, we've got Bob Wiskusen. I don't know if I said that right or not. Uh, as a play-by-play Dan Orlovsky as the analyst, um, which I actually think he does a pretty good job by the way, just for what it's worth. Um, mm-hmm. and then, um, this Chris is no Bud- Gary. He's okay, right? Right. So somebody reached out and was like, "You know what? You, you guys are right. Uh, Gary isn't wasn't too bad." I can't remember who uh, who brought that up on Twitter. Um, I mean, there's been multiple. It's not like yeah. it's, it's it's not like it's an unpopular take or a hot take or anything like that. But fair, fair. I, I've decided. I've decided, and we were, you, me, and British Bulldog were talking about this this past weekend during the broadcast for the Kentucky game was that I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily what Gary says. It's the sound that his little throat <laughs> throat makes. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. It's uh, the sound of his voice that is sometimes quite annoying because I found it quite annoying at various points, but I was like, ah, he's right. But guys, <laughs> that was right. annoying. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't what he said. It was how he said it. Yes. Right. It is. Nice. Um, the official hashtag that we won't use, I, I believe it is GT versus UGA. Uh, it, they had the wrong one uh, where I pull these, so I'm, I'm gonna guess. So, John, what I have what I have found is it's it does appear to be road team first, followed by home team. Uh, just picking, looking at, at history, so I, I believe mm-hmm. that will be the official hashtag. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like we talked about the weather, so overcast uh, with rain showers at times. High of 61, though. So I think throughout the day, it's supposed to be like 51 to 61. Um, you know, with the game kicking off at noon, it should be getting warmer uh, throughout the game. Uh, you know, not going to be having like temperature dropping so much. The issue is those showers at times. Uh, last I checked, there's like a 60% chance of rain. I've seen that fluctuate all over the place this week. So hopefully that'll go down. Uh, would love to not have to deal with rain, but. I can deal with rain at 61 degrees a lot better than some other Georgia tech games, uh, where it's rained in the past. I've dealt with much worse, um, mm-hmm. at Sanford stadium against these guys in the past. So, um, and, uh, yes, uh, one other thing to call out is it is senior day. Um, so if you're going to be there, if you're coming out to the game, I would say, you know, make sure to get to your seats early on time so you can see the seniors get honored. Um, some for the second time, uh, I know. I think there's sort of like I think there's like over eight guys um, that, that that walked last year on Senior Day that are that, that came back, you know, and are are, are going to walk again. So um, definitely always good to get out there to, to honor those guys, see them run out and, and greet their family on the field was always fun. Yep, agreed. Especially given the fact that like other uh, in years past we, we we've missed out on this game, so it's important to send the seniors out with a, a bang. Mm. Mm. I, that that felt like a segue into some fun facts, John. I don't know, maybe potentially. <laughs> we can we can get into some fun facts. Do you want to you want to start with the thing that I sent you, or <laughs> actually, let's say I, I actually had a, a it was a, a bit of a trivia question. Yeah, okay, related to what you just said. When is the last time uh, we played Georgia Tech at home? Ooh, wasn't it uh, what twenty eighteen? Correct, twenty eighteen. 
So yeah. obviously did not play Georgia Tech in the COVID year uh, because it was the SEC only schedule. So that led to that. So, okay. So let's, let, let's get to what you said. Do, do you want to introduce this or should I just play it and then you'll explain it? Uh, how do we want to do this? Uh, let's, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll give a little intro and then you can play the song. I guess. Okay. Okay. So our, our brethren, our brethren on North Avenue, um, which I can say brethren because, um, the founder, one of the founders of Georgia, Georgia tech was Nathaniel Edwin Harris, who is a graduate of the university of Georgia. Mm. I don't know if you knew this or not, but one of the men that was instrumental in bringing the universe, uh, the Georgia Tech um, into into existence was a University of Georgia graduate. So they say, you know, to hell with Georgia, but without Georgia, you wouldn't exist. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Henry W. Grady was actually also very much involved in this um, in this situation as well. So there is a big UGA connection to the fact that they even exist. Nice. Um, and with that, um, I'm going to segue that into their fight song, um, the the rambling wreck from Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. uh, hell of an engineer, whatever it's called. Um, this song was actually it's sung to the tune of "Son of a Gambolier," um, which is an old folk folk song about a man singing about the fact that he is the son of a gambler and lives in poverty. So. Take with that what you will, dear listener, and give a gander to this this tune. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm a rambling wretch to poverty in Tipperary town. I came because poverty compelled me first to go out in the rain. <laughs> in all sorts of weather, be it wet or be it dry, I am bound to get my livelihood or lay me down and die. Oh, man. What in the world? <laughs> I had no idea. I, I literally learned that tonight. I, I did not know that whatsoever. <laughs> so I, I saw this in the fun facts. Uh, I think it's actually listed on Georgia Tech's website that it was, uh, you know, the song was, you know, sung to the tune from a, an old folk song. And I was like, hang on a second. Let me see what that song was. <laughs> it's literally a guy singing about poverty. So they're a poverty school. Um, we actually kicked them into poverty because they were an, a founding member of the SEC and decided to leave. Yep. And several years later, they just they tried to come back. I believe it was in like the 60s or something like that. Um, they tried to come back and UGA basically said, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Veto. And yeah, we, we kind of vetoed it because we had already been established, right? We had mm. the, the, the SEC was like, do you guys want to let them in back in? And we're like, no. leave them out in the cold cold. and they were out in the cold for 15 years before they joined the acc so there's that they were an independent school for for 15 years i believe it was that i did know yeah yeah i did remember that yeah so anyway um sucks to be you period (laughs) nice 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 (laughs) uh I, I had um oh I oh I have one more I have one more fun fact sorry sorry no, yeah hit it I, I do have one more well two more fun facts uh apparently as it's probably well known that Georgia Leary was like one of the first main like coaches to like mainstream the banning of the color red mm. did you know this mm. no I don't remember this apparently you're not allowed to wear the color red and the Georgia Leary was like one of the coaches that like was hard nosed about this. Okay. Uh, apparently, if you showed up with the color red on in meetings, or like if he saw you, like he would have an equipment manager, like find you 
give you a gold or a white shirt and take away your red shirt, never okay. to be seen, never to be seen again. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And so this uh, is a George O'Leary thing. This this was this started with George O'Leary apparently. Okay. Um, I could go back and look at some more intimate details, but that was a, that was like some stories that I saw some Georgia Tech former players telling was that the color red was banned much in the same way that like the Ohio state, Michigan kind of thing. Like you're not allowed mm-hmm. to wear red at, at Michigan or whatever. Um, yeah. They, they have that kind of rule. Uh, also um, apparently, and this is something that, um, Oh gosh, I, I'm, I'm blanking on this. Uh, Owens, the, the defensive tackle Owens. Do you, do you remember? Are his... the guy that played at Georgia, Jeff Owens? Yeah. Jeff Owens. Yep. Jeff yep. Owens. Um, Apparently, um, he has a story where he talked about the bulldogs in the urinals at the athletic center. <laughs> okay. So they have bulldogs that you pee on at, at, at the athletic center that Jeff Owens was was talking about, like when he went on recruiting visits and stuff. He said, not a lot of people know this, but they have bulldogs in the urinals. <laughs> Interesting. God. How I mean, petty. How petty. Say, yeah. Obsessed much? Like, yeah. as I said, they, you know, they wouldn't exist without us, as, as we learned, already learned. And they basically exactly. like their whole existence is like, I don't know, to talk about us. I don't know. Like they're, they're, I don't know. They're so obsessed, like whatever. <laughs> Very little well, brothers, little brother syndrome over there. If, if you are in an off season um, where you're not winning very many games, this is the game you don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it was Kirby. Wasn't Kirby talking about it this week where he was like, if you don't think that this is a rivalry, lose to him. Yeah, that actually got I, I, that got mentioned somewhere recently, and I feel like it was attributed to Ray Goff, but wherever mm-hmm. I heard it, but I thought it was I feel like I heard Jim Donnan say that because like that's literally why Jim Donnan got fired uh, after he lost to them three three times in a row. So <laughs> uh, yeah, agreed. Hey, uh, UGA fan listener, dear listener, if you are if if our recent experience with Tennessee fans is any inclination, I want to beat every single one of these people, everybody wearing orange, everybody wearing gold and black. Like let's just beat everybody yeah, and wish them and wish them a long, slow death uh, when they're not playing us like forever, forever more. Do not care. Lose, lose, lose. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm just going to pile on with a couple more of like the, you know, what is a rivalry and isn't, um, you know, I say that it's not not a rivalry unless you argue about the record, and we do argue about the record because in, in this one, actually, uh, we don't count uh, two Georgia Tech wins that happened during World War II. Uh, so 1943 and 1944, we don't count them because Georgia Tech utilized players from a naval officer's training program that was hosted on campus, and they trotted them out there on the team and beat us, and so we don't, we don't honor those. Um, and then... This is this is interesting. Uh, from 1917 to 1924, Georgia and Georgia Tech did not play each other because of a dispute caused by a Georgia parade float that ridiculed Tech for playing football during World War One. So, uh, some bad blood uh, during times of war between these between these schools apparently uh, back in the day. So, definitely uh, old old rivalry. It, it doesn't surprise me that they would be petty about wartime arguments. Mm. Um, considering that um, the Battle of Atlanta was the South, the South conceded the the state a city um, on Georgia Tech's campus. So mm. just surrender. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, let's uh, 
let's hit the news and notes, shall we? Let's. All right. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that it is uh, it is senior day. And, you know, one of the things with that is this is the last time we get to see the mailman uh, between the hedges. So kind of kind of crazy um, how things have, have shifted with him no, no. from, you know, legit former former walk on and everything. And then all the way up to, to, to starter and leading us to the natty. Um, so, you know, never back in 17 when we were, near, when we were hearing about him in the in the Rosewell practices, what would we have imagined? Thinking ahead to something like this and in this season with his last uh last game here between the hedges. So pretty crazy there. Um also did want to call out Kirby actually opened his press conference with this. Uh so if you're gonna be in Athens this weekend, if you're there on Friday, uh Friday night at 7 30 p.m. at Stegman Coliseum, there is a Vince Dooley celebration of life. Um mm. it's free to enter, and you know, they're definitely encouraging everyone to attend. So if you're in town. Uh, just know that that's available and um, you can go do that. Um, I know Kirby said he'll, he'll, he, I, you know, there's a game the next day. So I think he said he's going to make an appearance. He'll, he'll be there uh, for a part of it. Um, so again, if you're in town uh, and you can make it, I uh, just want to make sure everyone knew about that. Um, on the injury front, uh, I mean, it sounds like AD Mitchell is just out at this point. Like he didn't even use hopeful. I didn't see anything like that in there. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know without AD, and I know we've talked about that a lot, <laughs> John. About how disappointing that is, but I, I don't know what to make of it. I had kind of targeted this game. I, I thought he was going to be on the Pickens path, uh, but doesn't look like it from what I can hear. I am not. I'm not super confident about it. It's being, um, just being real. Yep. And then the only other thing on that uh, front I saw was around Tate Ratledge. Um, so you know, he didn't go against Kentucky, um, and they've said he had a shoulder subluxation um they said he probably could have gone against kentucky but they held him out for precautionary reasons so we'll see i don't know i don't know if we'll see tate ratledge this week or not uh but i know uh you know Devin willock had a pretty good game um last week so we'll we'll see some, but something to watch for sure uh okay. and then a couple of things just on nothing else from the press conference uh, but just some notes on georgia tech um so they are two and zero versus ranked opponents uh, since Brent Key took over as the interim head coach. Um, and that includes last week uh, over number 13 in North Carolina uh, on the road. And then also back on October 1st, uh, who's the first game when uh, Key was a head coach, uh, interim head coach, they won at number 24 Pittsburgh. Um, so just uh, something in- interesting, interesting to note, uh, you know, both those games on the road against ranked, ranked opponents. Um, so something Something to watch out for. Yes. All right. Let's see. Why don't we dive right in? Um, I think starting with, you know, the Georgia offense um, and uh, against the Georgia Tech defense. Uh, so kind of what we're looking for, some people to call out, um, things like that. So I'll, I'll just start off with some uh, Georgia Tech defensive players to be on the lookout for. Um, so and I've actually got pronunciations john on a couple of these i i went to the pronunciation guide so ayinde healy uh is a linebacker he is their leading tackler with 107 tackles he is second in the acc in tackles Mm. uh they also have the acc's third leading tackler in charlie thomas uh at 104 tackles uh defensive back la miles brooks has three interceptions on the season and then keon white has seven and a half sacks uh, that's second in the ACC, 
for sacks on the season. Uh, but I will call out three of those seven and a half sacks were all in the game against North Carolina last week. So just a couple of uh, tech players to be out on the lookout for. Okay. Um, I don't know. As far as what to look for when Georgia has the ball, um, I mean, I think like if you – not that I'm like an expert on Georgia Tech. I have seen a little bit of them. Um, I watched uh, I watched like one of their Thursday night games. Um, I did – I mean, I don't know. I, I, watching them, um, I would say similar to kind of like what I was saying about Kentucky last week and that like their, their problem is that they can't outscore – what their defense is allowing and that their, their defense isn't, you know, giving up a, a, a ton of points. Um, so it doesn't feel like defense is so much their issue. Um, I, you know, their defense looks pr- pretty good against the teams that I've seen them play against. They got on some kind of roll against North Carolina last week. You know, I mean, they scored 21 unanswered, but North Carolina was up 17, nothing and tech scored 21 unanswered. Um, but I will also say like, North Carolina put together the game winning drive and they, they dropped the game winning touchdown in the end zone or on the goal line. So, you know, like they, they, they were able to give that back up. I mean, you say, I mean, you say that the, the defense, the defense is not their problem, but like, I'm looking through some of these score lines and I don't know, Jim. Yeah. They have, <laughs> they have like been some big is. ones. It looks like it is their problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, they've, so they've given up. So on average they give up like, Against power five teams, like 27 points a game. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they did get some. I think Miami put up a lot on them not too long ago. So, well, you got Miami, Ole Miss, Clemson, oh, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Flor- Florida, Florida State. <laughs> I yeah. mean, these, uh, I think the lowest, the lowest of those like main, like big, big schools or whatever, it was like 35 points against mm-hmm. Miami. Now that said, Pittsburgh okay. twenty six. They only let only let Pittsburgh, who's their like, I guess one of two ranked opponents that they've played. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I mean, some of the like that old old Miss game was uh, that was still back with uh, Gioff, um for what that's worth. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, but I mean, those other ones weren't. Yeah, yeah, Miami. I mean, that was two just two games ago. So yeah, Florida State certainly wasn't and Florida State put up 41 on them. So yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Um, you know, I I I will say though, they are uh Georgia Tech as a team, they are plus eleven in the turnover margin. So Oh boy. Yeah. So that's where we've got to say, I and I'm gonna word it this way, John. I wanna say we need to protect the ball. Okay. Protect the football. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm borrowing this from something that I heard Jake Fromm say. Actually, on punt and pass, and I, and I liked his logic behind it because um, he was talking about the turnover problems that we've had of late. And he was saying, I think Drew Butler had asked him, like, you know, what what is as a coach, like, what is a coach saying to the team? And he was saying, like, what you don't say, like, you don't say, don't turn the ball over, because when you say don't do something, you end up doing that something, right? So let's <laughs> let's turn it around and let's think of it in a positive light. So let's say protect the football. So we need to protect the football. Um, we need to take care of it and keep it to ourselves on offense. I mean, that's going to be a major key here. And then also like, I mean, Kenny McIntosh, you know, we talked about him at length in the Kentucky review. I mean, he was lights out against Kentucky. I feel like, um, when he fumbled the ball against Florida, that was like a demarcation point for him in the season. And he has, I mean, he's been excellent 
after that fumble, ever since that fumble. Um, he is now the leading rusher on the team for the season. Uh, so he's he's taken that back. Uh, Dejon Edwards is no longer the, the leading rusher for Georgia. It's Kenny McIntosh. Um, I feel like he's kind of asserted himself back as running back one. Um, so he's going to be a guy I'm, I'm definitely going to watch out for on Saturday. Okay. I I do not dispute these. Now, you you witnessed Georgia Georgia Tech in Atlanta last year, and I I I do remember there was a, a pretty nice connection going on between one Stetson Bennett and one Brock Bowers. <laughs> Brock Bowers was a major factor in the last game. Um, it was one of those games where it was just like nice to have have been there to see that because I feel like it's one of those things where you know the kids are going to look back on it and be like. I was there. I saw him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, like, I don't know, I, I guess we'll see on the weather, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know we, we dialed things back against Tennessee in the rain. Um, it, it doesn't sound like it's supposed to be like a downpour like that. I mean, because that was like some serious rain. Um, quarter, quarter of an inch total or something. Yeah. But so like, you know, what, what, what are we going to be doing offensively? I, I mean, sentimentally, I'd love for, uh, the mailman to go out with a nice outing at home in his last home game. That'd be pretty cool. And on his senior day in front of his mama. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, that would be nice. Uh, I have a feeling uh, that we have gotten to the the point of the schedule. And I mentioned this on the Kentucky episode, but like, uh, I'm not necessarily of the like conspiracy theorists of they're trying to manufacture adversity, but I mm-hmm. definitely think that we are, we are in the, we're in the area of, control the game and if the game is controlled we will shut it down Mm, okay like uh, you know it's one of those it feels like it should be like a name your score type game the 11 interceptions that these boys have is a little bit concerning to me because it's effectively like pretty much guaranteed an an, an interception per game um, on average right for these guys well it's that it's that they're it's not even that they are they're plus eleven in the turnover margin. I don't I actually don't know how many picks they've had. It could be you could if you're pulling that from somewhere. But what I was saying was that their turnover margin is they're plus eleven, so they've taken away eleven more than they've given. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, yeah, that 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 concerns me for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yes, uh, they actually have they have eleven interceptions on the game on the on the season. Okay, got it. Which, as we, you and I know, um. <laughs> It's something that our, our boy Stetson is kind of struggling with right now. So yeah, yeah. Um, they also have twelve forced fumbles and twelve fumble recoveries. So you want to talk about luck, like and how <laughs> lucky you have to be to force twelve fumbles and recover twelve fumbles. That's crazy. That's that's pretty phenomenal. So I guess we need to watch out um, and just. Like if we're in a situation where we were like, and this honestly happened in the last, in the last game where there were situations where I felt like that they were trying to rip the ball out of us because we were getting held up, but the mm. but that we are still moving forward and our, our forward progress is still continuing. If that happens, like we need to watch out for these characters, the, the, the Ellie, the Ellie guy, mm. um, he has three interceptions uh, or sorry, he has, uh, sorry, he has three forced fumbles. Okay. And two and two fumble recoveries. So he's 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 causing some fumbles. Dewan Ducey is has got two fumbles uh forced, and Charlie Thomas has two fumbles forced. So okay. a good chunk of those fumbles that they've caused have come from those three men right there. Got it. Okay. okay. Um 
Yeah, protect the ball. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I said, the, the interceptions, like uh, Kirby Smart may take that option away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he definitely could. He could. Good call out. All right, man. Uh, anything else on the offense? On our offense, um, Kendall Milton looked like he was coming on in the Kentucky game. Um, he did. Agree? Disagree? Um, he, he'd been out. Looked like he was running strong. I think he was averaging over five yards a carry. So I'm going to look for him to see like if he's progressing because that would be nice to have some more bodies, more fresh bodies, particularly hard-nosed um, fresh bodies if he's ready to run like he did and um, like we know he can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think – I don't know that I said this anywhere else like publicly, but I think I know I texted to you. Like he looked like freshman Kendall Milton again uh, for the first time. In a long time. Right. So that was good right. to see. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um other than that, I'm I'm looking for a bounce back game from Mr. Brock Bowers, um, mm. who is a Bolitnikov finalist, I believe. True. Yep. Yeah. Which is kind of funny that uh, we have a tight end that is uh <laughs> one of the nation's is voted one of the, among the nation's best wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. I did see that. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to have Stetson have go out on senior night uh, senior day uh, with a with a bang. Um, John, I think there's one more senior we want to look forward to have a big day on senior day, and that's Kiris Jackson. We would love for Kiris to have a big day. <laughs> uh, never doubt, never doubt Kiris. Never doubt Kiris Jackson. Never doubt Kiris Jackson. <laughs> I think I, I think that's about all I got in the offense. Um, why don't we just take this moment to remind everyone that season three of my got a podcast is presented by oxia time uh oxia time as you know is a custom watch company and you've got to check out their 2021 georgia national championship timepieces uh these watches are officially licensed they now come in three versions uh you've got the standard version that john and i both have we love wearing them around on game day uh they've got a blackout version and a women's version uh one of the thing to call out for the the standard and the women's version you know you get a, a custom engraving that you can have on the back of it that is included within the price uh so if that sounds interesting you to you definitely go check them out uh, at oxia time that's at oxiatime.com a-x-i-a-t-i-m-e.com um and i know i'll be wearing mine around in athens this weekend so if you see a guy with the my got a podcast hat on and uh Oxy timepiece, uh, come over and say hello, and I'll be happy to show it to you. Um, and then one last thing, just remember, uh, exclusively for our listeners, you can get 10% off of one of these timepieces by using the code MyGotAPodcast at checkout. All right, John. Let's, Amen. Let's talk about the uh, the Georgia defense or what we're going to be looking at uh, when Georgia Tech has the ball. Um, so, again, I've got some, uh, some players uh, for Georgia Tech, just to call out uh, if you're not so familiar. Um, so first off, let's just start at, at quarterback. They're pretty down the depth chart at this point. Uh, so Jeff Sims was the primary starter. He's out indefinitely with a foot injury. Uh, Zach Pyron came in for a bit. He's out for the season uh, with a, a collarbone injury. Uh, shout out West Blankenship. Uh, watch out for your collarbones. And um, they are at this point, they're playing a bit of a two quarterback system. Uh, so they've got a guy, Zach Gibson. Uh, he's a transfer from Akron. Um, I'll go back to that. My, the, the preview thing that I wrote, I know I had looked at all of a uh, bunch of data that Josh uh, dog stats had put together 
and he was like their highest returning uh, PFF graded player from last season, but he wasn't even the starter at Akron. So I, I think you shouldn't read a, a whole lot into that one. Uh, but anyway, so he's the primary uh, guy right now, uh, but they're running a two quarterback system uh, with another transfer uh, from Clemson. And his name is Tyson uh, Pumachan. Uh, so ha- had to go into the uh, tech pronunciation guide on him. So he seems to be a bit of more of the kind of, zone read, uh, run quarterback, but I've, I've seen him, I've seen him, uh, unload and throw as well. So it's not uh, definitely going to be a run when you, when you see, um, Pumachan in there either. Um, at running back, they've got uh, Hassan Hall is the leading rusher, 115 carries for 520 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but then Dante Smith, uh, has less carries in yards, 77 carries for 30, 386 yards, but five touchdowns. Um, and then the leading receiver is Nate McCollum. He's got 54 catches for 590 yards and three touchdowns. So a little bit about uh, the guys over there from Georgia Tech. Mm. Just scraping the bottom of the barrel on offense is really what I'm. I know what I'm hearing as far as the quarterback goes. That's that's yeah. all you need to know. Like imagine if Georgia had to pull out their third string quarterback to get by the season. I imagine everybody feels a lot different about it. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, and, and again here, I just, um, I guess the thing that I will be looking for is just continuing to watch how the edge gets set, uh, by our defense. Um, I feel like, you know, we're, we're missing, we're definitely missing Nolan Smith. Um, I don't think we, you know, we don't have anyone that was truly able to replace him. Um, but you know, so something to, to watch out there, for sure. And then I, I think like the continued, I don't know if even emergence is the right word, um, emergence development of a couple of guys, Javon Bullard and Kamari Lasseter, right? I know you called out Lasseter a um, couple of games back. And I think he's he's kind of continued that trend. He's been, he's continued to look elite to me. Yeah, he's 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 the heir apparent, man. We, we've yeah. got a fantastic secondary up and coming. Yeah. Uh, I imagine, I imagine we'll look to see like if they decide to start throwing the ball, if, if they're going to, you know, attack, you know, Keely Ringo, um, that seems to be the, the method. And then, mm-hmm. um, if we've got Chambliss out there, I started noticing towards the end of the Kentucky game when Chambliss was out on the field, uh, most of the plays seemed to go his direction, um, whether yeah. they were running off tackle or, you know, trying to get to pass plays that, that way, um, you know, effectively seeming, seemingly signaling that they knew that he was the weakest link or that his edge was the weakest, weakest link. Um, so those are some things that I'll be watching for is like, you know, is Chambliss going to be playing? Um, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Based on what we've seen, it seems like he's the, the guy that they seemingly trust, even though, Kind of similar to Ringo, like doesn't really show it a hundred percent on the field. Uh, unlike Ringo, he's not come up with these like moments of like, "Wow, that must be why they want you on the field." Kind of kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, and and that's kind of where I was going with the whole edge setting. Um, I don't know, you know, another, yet another senior guy uh, to watch out to see if maybe he can help set that edge and do something. Could be Robert Beal. So you know. Always look out for Robert Beal. Uh, Bobby Beal. We haven't called him Bobby Beal, you know, (laughs) so much since media days. Bobby Beal has needs needs he's due. He's due for a breakout game. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, like, I think I, their, their offense has definitely struggled. I mean, these guys have been struggling to put up points. Um, and then I don't know, like you, you add that it makes that in with our defense. Um, mm, doesn't seem like a very good formula for success for uh, the yellow jackets. Yeah. The old, the old rambling Rex. Did you know why they call him Randy? Rambling likes Jim. That was another fun fact that I didn't, I didn't talk about, but I, I just totally remember. Bring it back. Bring it back. Or bring it in now. Apparently, the during the construction of the Panama Canal, uh, you know, the Georgia Tech alumni were working extensively on the on the Panama Canal, mm-hmm. and I guess that they fashioned up a contraption, um, a mode of transport, if you will, um, to get them into and out of the jungle, and they were affectionately referred to the Ramblin' Rex. Um, and I guess that they brought that back. To, to Georgia Tech and someone decided to model what it was in model A or model T. I can't remember. Um, one of those old timey Ford vehicles decided was decided it was going to be a rambling wreck. Got it. I didn't know that. These are the kind of things like I should know. Cause like I had family that went to tech, but I, I, bet, never, they don't even, I, I bet they don't even know it. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. All right. Um, I guess uh, special teams. Um, Let's see here. What did I have for special teams? So for special teams, a couple of players to call out. So their kicker is a guy named Gavin Stewart. Um, he's 11 to 12 on extra points, 12 to 13 on field goals. And their punter is David Shanahan. Uh, he's got a 43 yard uh, punt average, and that's good for sixth uh, in the ACC. So just a couple of guys there. because Those are their specialists. Um, again, fair catches on kickoffs for Georgia. Please. Yeah. I don't know, like, what is the deal with our kickoff return coverage? Um, our kickoff return unit this year. I guess we don't return a ton of kicks. Um, but man, like that's we've taken a step back in that area this season. I so I don't know. I, I at this point I'm just of the mindset of like just fair catch it. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the guy's name? Scott Strickland. Well, the special teams, Strickland, teams Strickland, well, Strickland is the uh the strength guy. So it was uh um, no, no no it was yeah, Cochran. Okay. Scott Cochran. Cochran Scott Scott Cochran yeah 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 which apparently he is technically still the uh the special teams coach um so I mean I don't know ever since he came back and I hesitate to say this but ever since he's come back it's kind mm. of coincided with the drop off right mm. that's a good that's a good question um I feel like question. I feel like he, this is his first season back right uh right yeah, 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 yeah. He was basically out for last year. Although, like, he's so he's not a he's not like a full time. He is a, technically he's an analyst, but he's still listed as a special teams coach. So, kind of interesting, uh, interesting there. So, yeah. All right. It's uncomfortable at at, at best. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No. No. I that that is fair. Like I said, I we have not that 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 has not been our strength this season. So. Either pick that up or, like I said, just just fair catch it on kickoff returns. Again, hopefully we only return one kickoff this game. So, you know, we'll see. All right. You ready to hit the listener questions? Let's hit them. All right. First up, we tabled this one last week. Will Kaplan has come in with an extensive list of Thanksgiving sides and wants us to mm. power rank them. So there there are many sides. I was thinking, John, what if we just make like, like, look, what has to be on your plate? And we can maybe cut it at five. Although I think my five is already cheating. Um, so here's what he got. He's got mashed potatoes. He's got mm-hmm. dressing, green bean casserole, Brussels sprouts, 
mac and cheese, rolls, cranberry sauce, corn, corn pudding, gravy, sweet potato casserole. And then he's got some desserts. So let's table the desserts. I was about to say, we got to table those desserts. It's not fair. So for the, for, so here's mine. So I'm going to go, I mean, is it, can I combine mashed potatoes and gravy? Cause we always do mashed potatoes and gravy. Can that be one? Yeah. For, uh, okay. I, I would say. So, okay. So I'm going to go mashed potatoes and gravy dressing, uh, mac and cheese rolls, and then just have something somewhat healthy. I'd say the the green bean casserole, I put that in there. Are we but gonna, if I extend gonna, to six, I'll go with the sweet the sweet potato casserole because I like this. Are we gonna, are we gonna are we gonna have a debate on what dressing versus stuffing is? I I, I don't like stuffing. I'm all dressing. So when I grew up, <laughs> uh, we only we only did dressing growing up. And I think like at one is point it, I might have called it stuffing, but is it cornbread dressing or is it dressing? Yes, yeah, the cornbread dressing. That's what that's yeah. what we have. Yeah, yeah. is that so what you do? Something. Yeah. Uh okay. yeah, we do. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of dressing slash stuffing in general. They're definitely two different things. But anyways. Well either I'm I'm not you a fan you're of not big on either. either. So they're they're not yeah. they're not high in your in your power rankings. No, they're not high in my power mm. rankings. Okay, okay. I would say green bean casserole, mac and cheese. Um let's see, green bean casserole, mac and cheese, sweet potato casserole is an absolute must. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's three, and then I gotta have a roll. We have a the yeast rolls uh, yes. to kind of kind of sop it all up. Yeah. If I had to extend, I love the fact that he threw corn pudding out here because I feel like that a lot of folks that I know that that are admittedly from from Georgia have never had corn pudding as part of their Thanksgiving okay. dinner, or dinners. Have you ever had corn pudding? Yeah. I mean, we generally do. I'm trying to think if I've had it, and this is where, like, if my my parents are listening, or like, oh, whatever, Jim. Like, we always had this or something, and like, I'm like, I'm trying to remember here. <laughs> but we, because we always had, like, we were big on cornbread, and then because, like, so my my granny, my mom's mom, uh, like had like legendary cornbread, and then and she would make, she would usually make the dressing, and so like that's mm. where right, and so like you know, my my mom, you know, makes granny's dressing, like we'll we'll say right. So okay. with the corn pudding, mm, if we had it, I probably wasn't a big fan. I, I didn't like corn growing up in general. I liked cornbread, uh-huh. but I love corn now. But like as a kid, I was anti-corn. This is where this is where you play like that that like popular TikTok video. It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> um. So corn pudding for me. Um, okay. Is, is is a couple of different things. So um, we have corn casserole and we have corn pudding. So my wife makes corn casserole, which is actually phenomenal and would be also like a included in this like n- n- my number six or whatever. Okay. Um. So it's it's actually like a box of Jiffy Jiffy mix. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jiffy mix and then um, butter. I think cream corn and like a couple of eggs and it's literally. That's all you do is mix all that together and throw it throw it in a baking pan and it's it's phenomenal. Nice. Um, it's almost like a cornbread corn casserole kind of thing. Um, but okay. corn pudding, in the sense that I think that what he's referring to here is like this jiggly substance. Like it, it really, really kind of looks like pudding, basically. And I've only ever really had it from my aunt, and then I liked it so much that I made my mom make it like a. And it's kind of become like a little bit of a, a a thing for us, even though my family, like my, you know, my wife and kids, they don't really like it. It's, mm. it's like, it's almost like a dessert. It's like a sweet, it's like a really sweet, um, 
I mean, it really, it kind of tastes like um, corn jello, basically. Like, gotcha. and, and jello is probably not fair, but it's like a creamy, creamy jello, which, you know, pudding, whatever. Um, that's how, that's how my aunt used to make it. So everybody like jokes about like, oh, that, that one dish your aunt brings that you're going to mm. be for, forced, that you're going to be forced to eat. Like, right. that's, that's actually, I, I actually enjoyed her. You her ended up liking it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Is Aunt Jean, is Aunt Jean going to bring the corn pudding? <laughs> Amazing. All right, let me ask you this. Let's let on on his desserts. If you had to pick just one of these, pecan for th- pie for pecan Thanksgiving. Pie, end of story. Okay, pecan pie. Mm. Every so, every time it's pecan pie. Okay, so his so his list is apple pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie. Mine's pumpkin. Uh, for Thanksgiving is pumpkin pie. Um, Christmas mm-hmm. is apple, apple pie. FYI, uh, I gotta have apple pie at Christmas. So that's my John, that's my take. John has a weakness and it is pecan pie. And if you make it like I have a, um, <laughs> my father-in-law, my father-in-law is, is, has mentioned that he's going to be bringing a bourbon chocolate pecan pie. Mm, okay. Now, now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's like, that's like one of those record scratch moments. Like, <laughs> right, right. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, he did have a follow-up that we also skipped last week. Uh, so appropriate amount of trash talk to Georgia tech affiliated fam- family members at Thanksgiving. Um, I'm not going to be any- around any, uh, this Thanksgiving. Um, I would say in general, like all the trash talk personally, I've like, I stopped the trash talk amongst my Georgia tech friends, uh, many, many years ago. I just, I just stopped because um, we all got too mad at each other one time. So <laughs> I stopped there. But, you know, amongst family, have at it. I'd say all the trash talk. If you, if you bring it up, it's, it's going to end poorly. So I just try to, <laughs> I just try to stay away from the, the trash talk. And uh, one of my buddies in the workout crew likes to give me a hard time whenever I'm trying to talk trash to anybody else. It's like punch, you punch up, don't punch down. Mm, yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll let them, I'll let them punch up, uh, in perpetuity. Do not fire until fired upon. Exactly. Exactly. Do not, <laughs> the rules, the rules of engagement dictate <laughs> I not lobby <laughs> a bazooka, <laughs> a bazooka rocket. Uh, okay. Fair <laughs> when, when, when they're shooting, when they're shooting peas at me. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, all right. Well, hope, hopefully that, that, that sufficed. I know we, we, we had waited over a week, uh, to get to that. So, yeah, um, let's see, John Michael D, uh, to quote the famous broadcaster of the baseballs, what are you doing on short yardage situations the last two weeks? I don't want a Munson. So was it just a night for old lady luck? Um, I think we, we talked about that earlier, kind of ad nauseum. So I don't know, like we agree. Um, it's cause for concern and it has been for a while. So yeah. uh, at this point in the season, it's one of those things where that's just the identity of this offense. You know, um, it's just part of the fabric. We That's not something that we're going to be able to fix on a week-to-week basis. You might be able to fix something like that with um, in between the SEC championship and the CFP mm-hmm. um, or the national championship. When's the, how, how, what's the gap between SEC and the first round of the playoff? uh oh man like three weeks ish yeah that's right yeah so if you remember like we got absolutely boat raced in the sec championship um and everybody decided to start running basically um last year yeah. so there there are definitely things that you can fix in between that gap but on a week-to-week basis um we're just gonna have to deal with this for now 
Yep. That, okay. That's my take. That's my take. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I want to see us try something else other than, other than the jumbo package. Uh, we're at that whole like definition of insanity uh, moment right now. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, uh, John Michael D also wanted an updated count on how many L's are in Billy this year. So uh, I, I know we, we talked a good bit about uh, the Tennessee loss um, to South Carolina. We, we didn't so much talk about uh, Florida losing to Vanderbilt. So uh, <laughs> that's a thing that also happened. So the count is up to five. There are five L's in either Florida or Billy, however you want to do it. So Florida. Uh, I, I I thought they would struggle in year one or in year one under uh Billy Napier, but man, five L's. Whew. Okay. Um when was the last time Kentucky and Vanderbilt beat Florida in the same season? Oh no, there's a there's a trivia question. I don't know. Wouldn't it be great if it was like two years ago or <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's right either, but just for well, laughs. Two years from now, it will be. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. I like this one uh, from Zach, SC Dog 864. Which ACC mascot would win a Royal Rumble style fight? So this is a throwback callback to our uh, oh, Mike shoot. Leach with the Pac-12. So I didn't do as much analysis as I had originally planned on. So here's a couple of things I'm going to throw out at you. And I'm going to try to say this in like, you know, things that Mike Leach would type say. You know, you've got the the Clemson Tiger. Tiger would be pretty formidable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia Tech Hokey. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Turkey. Like, where's it's, there? It's, there. A, it's a it's a castrated turkey. <laughs> but so, like, you know, how that's 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 not going to do much against the Tiger. So it's already out, right? You know, the Duke Blue Devil. Does the Blue Devil? Does it have magical powers? Like, what <laughs> what exactly is going on here? I don't really know. I did like. I, um, uh, apologies to who came in with this in the re- in the replies. It was like my money. Maybe Zach could follow with this is on his own that my money is on the natural disaster, uh, being the Miami hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> so, which my question on Miami is, it's like, is it the hurricane or is it like the crane or whatever the thing is? Like they're you know they're uh, dressed up mascot that's on the sideline. Uh, right. These these are the kinds of things you've got to think about. Yeah, and then you got the Louisville what Cardinal or mm-hmm. Louisville Cardinal. You got the Forest. we haven't even mentioned the Yellow Jacket, which I feel like the Yellow Jacket's out. Like, you know, that's not going to do much damage, um, you know, unless one of its adversaries is like allergic to its its sting or what something. Is, uh, the Fighting Irish. Uh, let's see what. Yeah, University. they're only half. They're only halfway in. You got the University UNC. Of, the what's the Tar University Hill? of Pittsburgh? Yeah, Tar Heel. They're Panthers. The Panthers. Ooh, Panther and a Tiger matchup, like a little Shere Khan and, um, uh, oh, shoot, uh, Bagheera <laughs> situation going on there. That could be that could be a, a fight for the ages. I mean, my money's my money's probably on the tiger though. What's uh, Syracuse? The giant orange, right? Yeah, like what's yeah, what's orange? Uh, Ooh, Boston a, College a ca- eagle. A, a cavalier, a cavalier could be pretty formidable. Does he have a sword? Is he on a horse? See, these yeah, are the he, kind of Mike Le- Leach uh, questions. Well, uh, a cavalier has to be on a horse in order by definition, I believe. Yeah, but like the Trojan, he asked the same question. Like, is is the Trojan on the horse for USC? Mike Leach on the Pac-12. So I don't know, man. I I still feel like magical powers. Uh, for the Blue Devil, like what exactly is a Blue Devil? So I'm gonna kind of lead Blue Devil. I mean, he's got a pitchfork, and I assume some sort of magic. Ah, uh, well, if we're gonna if we're assuming magic, then I'll, I'll go with the Blue Devil as well. But but you're still um, gonna take these other things over a natural disaster. I mean, the natural disaster is only like certain times of the year. I, I figure, like, like I guess, what's the is is that the official mascot? They are the Miami the Hurricanes. Is, 
But there's the little bird. Let's go with it as the bird. The bird? The the crane? Yeah, it isn't like a crane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh what is it? Um and if you take if you take the magic aside, magic aside, you he's, gotta he's go. An, he's an he's an he's an ibis or ibis. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that is. Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm literally reading this. No, I know. I'm the, just saying, like, I don't. I'm not familiar with that animal. The ibis. <laughs> uh, he's he's the ma- he's the mascot. He's the official mascot for the Miami Hurricanes. Okay. So I guess I I guess that comes into it. Like, mm. are we talking? So we're talking yeah, yeah. like the the the, the actual <laughs> the actual guys that are in costumes. <laughs> I knew I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> yes, I, really I love it. I knew it was gonna happen. Uh, okay, so yeah, <laughs> so wait, were you you were where were you leaning earlier? Was it the tiger? I was leaning tiger. Yeah, I mean, I think um, that's a that's a pretty good. That's that's probably your best bet. I mean, I think if we're if we're actually going like the guys in the costumes, like I don't know that 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 duck is pretty legit. <laughs> I mean, ibis or whatever it is. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, amazing. Okay, he's, I think you, he's like he's like chains and stuff. Like the the Clemson Tiger is like more of like a. I feel like he's like a. He's like a poor man's version of the Auburn Auburn mm, Tiger, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, Obby, you know, Obby is his name. Right, which you know, which makes sense because Auburn is Clemson without a lake. So I feel like that checks out. <laughs> All right, I'm still going Blue Devil because I've I'm, I'm, I've decided that he's had magical powers. So that's he, right. He does have magical powers. Uh, all right, let's see. Fletcher Proctor, which Georgia Tech coach would you least want to have over for Thanksgiving dinner? George O'Leary lied about what he brought. Geoff Collins, <laughs> Geoff Collins would require a booster seat. Uh, Paul Johnson knows everything leading to arguments and Chan Gailey would lose his plate and leave quickly. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> Paul Johnson. I feel like Paul Johnson would be the biggest like curmudgeon and someone who I don't want around. Yeah. He's a, he's a big old codfish. So mm. I feel like, I feel like as much crap as we give, um, Geoff, um, he seems like a pretty nice person that means well. Yeah. Yeah. I actually feel like, yeah, he would probably be fine. <laughs> Chan, Chan Gailey seems like that, like, uh, like a drunk uncle. I don't know. Like, I think that's George O'Leary. Yeah, I could see that too. I could see that too. I don't know. Chan Gailey just seems like that old, that old guy that just kind of hangs out. So, right. Uh, George O'Leary, I feel like would be fiery. He'd, he'd be like the, the drunken bastard that would like ruin everything. <laughs> right. Um, right. I mean, he, he would like come up to you and strip your red shirt off and, and give you a yellow shirt. <laughs> true. True. We don't want any of that. I don't, want, I don't want any of that. So I, I guess I'll go with George because okay. as much as, as curmudgeon and codfish, the old codfish, Paul Johnson, um, I, 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 don't, I don't want someone to strip me naked and, and give me George Tech clothes. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, while while we're on Fletcher's uh, question, I'll, I'll give the uh, the Georgia basketball second or a few seconds. Uh, Fletcher wanted me to point out that Georgia was able to build I think it was an 11 point lead on Bucknell by deploying a one, three, one defense, which was nice. Uh, that's something Jim Herrick used to do. Um, and then we're recording on Tuesday, Georgia, unfortunately lost in the championship game of this, like in season tournament they were in, uh, this week. Um, mm. so, but they made it to the championship game, uh, which was nice. Uh, had a good first half against UAB, but kind of ran out of steam. UAB was favored by eight and a half. We kind of, but much improved. Uh, the team looks a lot more cohesive than last year. So Fletcher, there's my basketball minute. Uh, four and two on the season, I believe. I'm getting it right. All right, let's see. Uh, Brian Michellis, uh, since it's an off week, 
Uh, I'd like to know how did it come about to start up a podcast and who came up with Munson reference name? Sorry if y'all covered this before in season one. So um, I'll do like the quick version. I I came up with the podcast. Um, The the Munson reference, uh, I had that in the bag in my back pocket for years. Uh, I had had wanted to do a podcast for years and had just never done it. Um, I actually got that from uh, Atlanta Sean. Um, He's on Twitter. Uh, we actually talked about this when we had Logan, uh, Logan and Walker on from Second String. So Logan Booker years ago had put out a tweet that he was trying to f- come up with a name for a Georgia podcast. This guy Atlanta Sean responded and said, "My God, a podcast." Um, Logan did not use that name, or whoever he was trying to do, they didn't use that name. So I had always kept, that's actually where I got that from. Uh, so I kept that around. Uh, Munson was very near and dear uh, to both of us. Um, another story I've told that I won't get into again right now. I once picked up Larry Munson from his house and drove him to a Georgia homecoming parade. Um, so there is that. <laughs> and then basically, you know, it was like p- pandemic and I wanted to start a podcast and I was very last minute and I texted John and was like, Hey, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> like, <laughs> like the week of the Georgia Arkansas game, I think like I gave you very little, uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah that, that would be great. Like when, when do you want to start? And he's like, tomorrow. true story true story oh my gosh uh yeah so apologies uh i I need to dig up i I, we we tweeted out from the podcast account i think like there was there was one of those like trends going like how it started how it's going or whatever um i'll I'll, I'll look for that tweet because uh i actually had the screenshot of when i texted you because you were you like in true like me and you fashion like you reply your reply was like a meme like, I don't think it was a gif. I think it was like the guy squinting from uh, Futurama or something. <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> Not sure. Not yeah. sure if serious or. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, but again, like we had, we had basically got to the point where we were texting so much about football. It figured, we figured, hey, let's just, just, uh, just turn take, those just texts take... <laughs> into a podcast. And that's yeah, what this exactly. Is. And just make it be like two guys talking about two buddies just talking about football. Yeah. So. We didn't really, we didn't really did give it much fanfare that it probably deserved, but it was episode one hundred, uh, the Kentucky episode, so the Kentucky <sighs> review. We it didn't was give it much fanfare. Did I even say it? I don't even know if I said it. I meant I to say you, it. I think you did episode one hundred. I think you said it at the beginning, but okay. Like we got, we got into it. We had to talk about Georgia Tech. We kind of yeah. had some technical difficulties. Oh, we count. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, the episode where this is one hundred and one. So. Yeah. Hey, 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 look at us. Look, look at, at us. us. Who would have thought? thought? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Uh by the way, the technical difficulties were with uh my computer. So gonna be uh looking into that. <laughs> um get old get old Apple. Holy cow. Uh all right, fifty-one to seven GTA. He he for he starts off with a quote of me from a couple episodes back. Humility is only sixty minutes away. Uh so he said, What is the worst loss to tech? Oh, man, he's got some some doozies. Um, 98, Joe Hamilton did fumble. 1999, Jasper Sangs did not. 2003, or sorry, 2000, three fingers from George Godsey. 2008, 48 points with the option. 2014, the worst coach, 18 seconds ever. 2016, gave the game away. Uh, never forget FTMF, uh, 51 to 7 GTA says. And, and I agree, like, don't let, like, don't forget what these guys do when they do beat us. They tear up our hedges. Uh, they have no respect 
for Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium. Don't forget mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. There's plenty of documentation of those guys tearing up our hedges and put them in their mouth and all that garbage. Um, so he said his top three were 98, 2014, and 99. I mean, for me, it's 99. Like 98, it's either 98 or 99, but I'm going to go with 99 because I like stormed out of the stadium by myself and left everyone who I was with and they all got mad at me, including my now wife. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get uh, just just after like a picture an angry just oh, storm. Oh, uh, so I can't do this. <laughs> I, so I did that after the game was over, but I just like walked and like I guess people behind me in my group they got caught up, you know, in the shuffle somewhere, and I just kept going. And eventually, I was like, "Where is everybody? <laughs> Where is it? Where'd you guys go?" <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go 99. 99. Okay. Oh man. 2014 sticks out pretty pretty brutally. Yeah, that was bad. That was 20 brutal. 2000 2008 is also pretty pretty rough. Yep. Yep. Um we were up by yeah. 16 points at the half and they tied it up in two drives with two point conversion both times. It was uh, I, I got to go with I got to go with 2008 because 48 points with the option is a lot of points. Yep. That's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. And there were high expectations of that team. Yeah, that was yeah. the preseason number one team that had a lot of injuries that year. So, yep, 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 yep. All right, let's move on to some happy, a happier topic from UGA Hoops Mafia. Other than Reggie Ball's throwaway on fourth down, what's the most iconic moment in the rivalry? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, uh, the most iconic. All right, so I had an answer to this. Like he was talking about, like what do I think of as the most iconic? But I guess I need to take the broader like fan. Uh, you can it. answer it for yours. That's fine. I mean, for me, like, like I, there's two. So there's the Paul Oliver interception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I can't remember exactly what year that was. 2006. 2006. Yeah. Yeah. So the only reason that, because uh, I thought Paul Oliver was just, just an absolute freak of nature. And it was just super tragic what happened after, after that. But yep. uh, I have some friends, some friends of ours, like are really, we're the wife was like really good friends with him and like mm. had text text messages from him because I guess he went to her high school or something. Okay. Um but yeah, like that, mm. that Paul that Paul Oliver interception like really sticks out to me. Yeah. Um just just because of the the jubilation I had when when he when he picked it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah man. Absolutely. The other one was uh Massaqua. Yeah. And unless I'm getting my years wrong, that's the same game. Unless yeah. I'm getting mixed up. Hopefully I'm not. I'm usually better yeah. about that kind of stuff because I'm yeah, questioning cause, myself, cause, but I'm pretty sure that's the same game. That was definitely 2006. Because he caught it, and then th- then they had to go back on offense. They had to go back on defense, right? Yeah, and then Reggie Ball threw the pick to Oliver. That's how I remember it in my head. Yeah. Not, that's all the same game. That's I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, man. That that was and that was a great that. So Massaqua, that's one of mine. Uh, that was a great call by Munson as well. The way he said Massaqua. Um, and just like the building up, like before we snapped the ball in that play, like Munson said, you win or you lose here. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was a great call. That's a good one. Um, like those uh, are, those, those are like my recent, those are like recent ones. Like what other like iconic moments would there be other than Reggie ball throwing or not? Yeah. So I, yeah. So I, I think the one, I think the like over the history of time, people would say like the, like the game, uh, like the drought, the drought ending. Um, it's so like they're, they're on sap. I'm not sure if I'm if a, Darren Sapp, uh, like he's known as the drought breaker. Um, cause we were in a, the biggest losing streak to tech ever. And he was the hero of that game to break that streak against Georgia tech. So I think that's a big one. 
Another one um, that people point to a lot was uh, actually Buck Baloo as a freshman um, made some really big plays at the end of the game in 78 um, at Georgia Tech uh, to win that game. So those are those are some other, you know, going back a little bit further moments that I think people would people would point to. So, yeah. Uh, Oh, good. No, you well, I was gonna go to the next question. So if you had any other icon, uh, I I'm did, gonna go to it. I was gonna, I was gonna just like, uh, not so much an iconic moment, just like a, 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 I'm remembering something we talked about in a previous episode for mm-hmm. Kentucky, and then this. So if you remember, you remember when I talked about like Kentucky's uh, biggest rival, and mm-hmm. how, how it was Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they had played for like 113 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. We're on. This is 114. So like yeah, you you, you talk about we, I think we we mentioned it like the the rivalry of that I, I you just like everybody who knows like Georgia Georgia Tech clean clean it has a has a moniker you know clean old fashioned hate yeah um but like if we're teeing it up for the hundred fourteenth time and you know Kentucky and Tennessee have have played one hundred thirteen times like that's yeah I mean that's I mean. This, this 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 these are the these are the things like when you talk about like rivalries and like keeping college football the way that it should be like this is a game that should absolutely always be played and I don't care what anybody says about it I have been uh, you know it's kind of like you know when you're a younger person you have different feelings when you're an older person as you get older and more mature and have a you know a, a different outlook on life and this is one of those wisdom moments where. There was a moment when I was a, an undergrad and maybe like post post college where I thought that we should get rid of this game. This is not a game that you get rid of. This is yeah, not a game. Yeah, this is not a game. Even even in the world of expanding college football playoff, you know, uh, SEC and you know conference expansion, like this is a game that no matter what, like we have to play. Like I don't want to get yep. into a situation where we're Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and all of a sudden we're not playing that game or. Yep. You're Texas and Texas A&M and you're not playing that game anymore. Like, no, that's yeah. not yeah, we can't. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Don't listen to Mike Griffith. Um, yeah. So that, without saying it, like that's, that's, yeah. that's so, but bonus fun fact, there are only 13 rivalries in FBS. So what we used to call one a, uh, that have been played, uh, more times than Georgia, Georgia tech. So, um, this is an old, old rival uh i know like the number one most played rivalry game actually is minnesota wisconsin at 131 times uh and then tied for second georgia auburn at 127 times so nice this this game and the auburn game you can't they they have to be played annually yeah and if you think otherwise get off my lungs that's crazy that that's crazy that UGA has two of the two of the top ones Yeah. yeah yeah it is pretty crazy um all right, I'm still going to read this one over, even though I, I hope that we have answered this throughout the show. Henyard instructor, our buddy Craig Lawson, uh, also a contributor over at Dog Central. Um, he said, uh, who are Tech's players this season? I can't name a single one. So, Craig, when we previewed <laughs> the offensive, defense, special teams, we threw out some names. So hopefully we got some guys for you now. Um, so you will now be prepared uh, on Saturday. <laughs> um, Chad Jarvis said, do you think we limit how deep we go into the playbook? Kind of like against Kentucky. Uh, also, do you think a heavy dose of the run game again? I'm not sure. I don't. I mean, we talked about that earlier. Like, I, I you know, we're <laughs> we not really sure we what you make of it. <laughs> we thought we were going to throw the ball last time. But... Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I 
don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I don't know that we limited the playbook last year. We certainly didn't limit the points last year. Um, Kirby doesn't like these guys. Uh, they beat Georgia in his last game at Sanford Stadium when he was a senior. Uh, that was my freshman year. That was a 98 game we mentioned a little bit ago. So no love lost for these guys from Kirby. Kirby. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's going to hold back. So we'll see. He never holds back. He's like, uh, he's he's going to be like the reincarnation of of Eric Russell uh, on mm. this week, where he has like the like to hell with Georgia Tech and yeah, f f f Tech uh, yep. on the back of his 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 a homemade vest or whatever. <laughs> right. Yes. 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 That's an amazing picture. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We had Jason Huggins, uh, which Hug Dog, happy birthday. Uh, we're recording on Jason's birthday. Um, Happy does, birthday. Let's see. He's got three things. First, uh, does Georgia try to put this away early and get reserves some playing time? I don't know, Jason. We talked about that last week. <laughs> that was something you know, John. I know that's one of the things you're looking for. Um, I we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm not sure. I think the other thing is, you know, um, but we'll get to actually his, his last question is related to what I was about to say. So I'll I'll hold that for a second. But I don't know. W- would be nice, but we'll see. You'd you'd like to see it. <laughs> We'd love to see it. Um, what Sanford Stadium tradition is your favorite? I think we have the same one, but wait, what? What Sanford Stadium tradition is your favorite? Sanford Stadium tradition is your favorite. Oh, I'd say the Lone Trumpeter is my favorite. Yes, mine too. And what I always like to add is that 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 started when we were in school, John. So yeah. Um, and like I, I've said this before, but whatever. Like the first time it happened, I was like, "Have I been missing this?" Like it just felt like it had always been been there. Um, so always love that ever since it started. So that's it for me too. Shocking, we agree. Um, uh, when, when did when did we start the um, when did we start Krypton? Do you know that? Because that would be like a, my mm, yeah, that's another good one too. Yeah, uh, that would be number number two. Yeah, I don't know when that started. I mean, I, that that is one that like at least when we were in school, we did that. Always. So if if Nathan's lis- if Nathan's listening, he's probably screaming into the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brett Belding probably does. Brett, 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 Brett yes. Brett. <laughs> um. Okay, I like this one. The last one. Any chance we sub out Stetson so he can get a standing ovation? I would love probably. That. Yeah. Yeah. But I could see that. Yep. That would be that would be awesome. Would love to see that. Um. And then he just closed with very thankful for you guys. Go dogs. So. Thank Jason. We are thank, thankful for you. Thank you. Thank you for the questions uh, and being a gracious host of us. And once again, happy birthday. Yes. All right, John, it is time. Robert Deal. Oh my God. Trying to put glasses on. It is time for Coach Trillbill's over-unders. John, as you are still in the lead, you get to choose. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'm going to let you go first. I will go first. First one, uh, starting with the offense. Over-under, 495 total yards for the Georgia offense. I will go under. I'm also going to go under. Okay, your turn. Over-under, 20.5 first-half points. Mm. I'm going to go under. Mm. I'm going to go over. Um, different players that score over under three and a half. Uh, it's my turn. I'm going to say over. I'll go over. Okay. All right. Your turn. Switching to the defense over under 1.5 forced turnovers by the Georgia defense. 
I'm going to go over. Mm, man, I like your answer better than mine because I'm going to say under. <laughs> um, all right, my turn. Over, under, two and a half sacks for the Georgia defense. I'm going to go over. I'm going over as well. Okay, and then your turn. Uh, over, under, first half points allowed by Georgia, six and a half. Mm, I'm going to go under. Okay. Uh, let's see. Wait, did I say that? Did I answer that yet, or did you just go? <laughs> you did not answer, although you Sorry. could choose not to. I was just counting something. I, I got take, lost for a second. Take the, take the L. <laughs> no, I'm taking, I'm taking the under. I was trying to figure something out. Okay, uh, under on that. And then, so next, my turn. Uh, spe- uh, special teams, over, under, three and a half Georgia Tech punts. I'm going to go over. over. Okay, we, so we both went over. And then his miscellaneous, over, under. This isn't a rivalry references on Twitter during the game over under set at 50. <laughs> I'm going to take the over. Agreed. You're lucky that I had already written down over. <laughs> We're the same. No, there's, there's, there's no, uh, there's no chance of us getting, uh, of that costing anyone. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, coach, as always, thank you for, thank you for the questions. We, we much appreciate them. Um, and, or for the over unders. However, we have a bonus from coach Trubo. This week, Coast Trail added a question. So he said, and I have a question. Since the newest tech tradition is being the brunch bunch game of the week on ESPN, the Saturday for Thanksgiving, what Thanksgiving leftovers are we eating while watching the Annihilation of Tech? And John, do you have any cocktail recommendations? Mm. So I know like we'll be at the game, so won't be eating. But if I was at home, you know, I'm always eating like a leftover turkey sandwich, preferably on one of the leftover rolls. Uh, so that's that's my go to as far as leftovers go. Yeah, I, I usually will do a uh, so I, I'm not a huge turkey guy. I'm, I know it's like sacrilegious or whatever, but I'm a, I'm a I'm a big ham guy. So we will have ham as well as turkey. Okay. And typically what I do is a little like two to one ratio of ham to turkey uh, sandwich. Um, and then I layer it with a little bit of leftover various casseroles. Green bean casserole is typically going to be hard to come by uh, as a leftover in, in our house, but there's usually a lot of sweet potatoes. So sometimes I'll have sweet potato casserole um, and ham and turkey sandwich situation. Nice. Do you have a Thanksgiving slash Georgia Tech game cocktail you'd recommend? I was just about to say, is it uh, is it a... Uh, a Saturday cocktail or is it a after Thanksgiving cocktail? Yeah, I think he said on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So yeah, so Saturday, Saturday yeah. after Thanksgiving cocktail. Uh, honestly, Saturday, I'll probably just be going straight up bourbon as my, as my beverage. And I do have some um, classic city lager. That's kind of been my go-to lately mm. for, for game days. Yep. Um, as far as the cocktail goes, I have, if I'm, if I'm making a cocktail, I'll probably do, one of two. Um, I have a pecan. I have a pecan um, simple syrup that uh, that John kind of got me in on. Mm. Um, a pecan simple syrup with uh, old fashioned. So basically, I guess it would be like a pecan old fashioned. Okay. Um, as as my as my cocktail of of choice. I'm out of. I need to see if I can order some. There's a on Amazon. I can post a link. Um, on Amazon, there's a smoked brown sugar that if you order this will give you a nice little smoky flavor. Um, mm. you wouldn't need it if you're using the pecan syrup. Cause that's all, that's basically like a, you know, kind of a one easy button cocktail recipe. Mm. 
um because it's got the bitters and all that kind of stuff in it um but there is a brown sugar that i sometimes will just add just to give it like a hint of smokiness but yeah it's a smoked brown sugar i don't know how they make it but um it definitely you open the package and take a smith a, a whiff and it, it it smells like a fire in a, mm. in a in a in a in a plastic in a plastic brown sugar container nice yeah i know i, I sent you a video of the uh the the smoked oh yeah uh, Fox cool. Maya. Yeah. So that was on, on, on Sunday, uh, buddy of mine's 50th birthday and we had some, uh, some smoked bourbons. Uh, another buddy of ours has a little box and you actually like, there's a little, uh, like intake incinerator where you burn little pieces of wood and it sucks them in to get the smokiness. So that was pretty cool. So, so those are, I've good. seen, I've seen a number of these, um, out there and I've talked with John about this cause he and I are kind of like we're always kind of on the hunt for like a smoky bourbon mm. for the fall. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not an easy find. So uh, one thing that I haven't purchased, but I feel like just like scientifically just makes more sense to me is mm. this, like the smoke top thing. Have you seen this where you like, you put mm. the little, it's like a, you, you, you put the top on it and it covers your glass Mm. and then you put the wood chips in this little chimney kind of thing that sticks out of it and then you like fire it up and then the smoke just kind of drops down into oh, the right glass. there on top of the glass like literally just yeah. like the smoke just like engulfs the entirety of the glass whereas like like you said you put it in a box and you kind yeah. of you're, you're hoping that it comes into the glass whereas right, this is right. literally using the force of gravity to drop that smoke down into 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 your glass so interesting I have a feeling that it just makes more sense to do that. And I have a, a buddy that runs a, an Instagram page called Whiskey Consensus. Um, shout out. Uh, shout out to him. Um, shout out to Matt Evans. Um, he uh, he has told me that the, those those smoke tops work really, really well. Nice. Nice. I have to try that out. Check that out. All right. Let's do let's do our final predictions. Um, so this game. Uh, so another big point spread. So Georgia is favored by 35 and a half. Uh, the over under is 49. That gives you an implied score of Georgia 42.25 to Georgia Tech 6.75. Uh, Odd Shark has it at Georgia 46.6 to Georgia Tech 20.2. That'd be a win, not a cover in the over. Uh, over at Chapel Bell Curve, uh, those guys at Dog Quant, the CBT, CBC R2 Sam has Georgia 43 to Georgia Tech. 5.9 um something i've been continuing to track uh and john i've now shared the spreadsheet with you is the whole like georgia impact uh scoring that i've been looking at so updated with the with all of our opponents statistics uh and our game against kentucky um we are now uh, against the power five and then also looking at their power five opponents as well we are holding uh teams to 17.02 two points below their average uh, on average. And then we're also, <laughs> we're also scoring uh 10.51 more points on teams than they get scored on, uh, on average against the power five. Uh, so if you're to do that and apply our impact to Georgia tech's average scores, uh, we would win this game basically 38 to one. <laughs> 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 if, if you round some out. Um, so, yeah. 
yes so uh so you're saying that there's a chance that we could potentially <laughs> shut them out <laughs> right there is a chance there's a chance you know this is one of those again you know this is the whole like not to be dismissive thing we talked about protect the ball we've got to protect the ball if we protect the ball we take care of business you know that, that that's that's the model and that's really like you've been saying john is the model that's the path against everyone really for georgia at this point uh don't know what's going to go on the weather, right? Weather could be a factor. Shouldn't be as cold, uh, but rain in the forecast, et cetera. So, uh, but having said all that, I'm going to go Georgia. Uh, I'm going to go 38 to six is my prediction. 38, six. I was going to yeah. go 42 to six. I'm pretty okay. much on, on par with CBC, CBC's uh, predictor. Okay. Okay. Sorry. A little Champ Bailey appearance is always fine. That's always welcome. Champ, Champ Bailey's involved. Um. So. I guess around college football, I was just going to call out like the, the, you know, the playoff rankings came out tonight on Tuesday. Um, but, you know, no movement, obviously in the top four, Tennessee is obviously not there at, f- at five anymore. But last week we had kind of talked about like, you know, would you, would you want to happen? I, I still, at this point, I'm kind of looking for like, I, and like not chaos in that, like, I, I, I want like the teams that are up there to keep winning to make the committee have to decide who to put in. Um, I keep seeing all these people like Alabama has a path, um, kind of stuff. And like people throwing out all these crazy scenarios there. So, I mean, whatever, like, um, but you've got, um, Baylor has, I was, sorry, not Baylor, uh, TCU. Yeah, go ahead. I was just about to say, like, let's, let's just run through it for the people. Like, let's, let's, let's talk about the potential chaos that there is out there. Yeah. So you've got, so TCU has Iowa state. So that's their last game before you know, the, the big 12 championship um, you've got you. So USC is the other player did, out there. How does TCU get a four o'clock game? God, <laughs> this is, this is, this is the, mm, that makes me so angry. Then you've got uh USC has Notre Dame. So USC Notre Dame. Uh, mm, that's a big game. Yep. So that's a big one. That is a big one. And then, I mean, the other, you, Ohio state, Michigan, I mean, that's the big game of the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And for that one, that so that one is one definitely to watch um, because that's a, if, that's a nooner. <laughs> I think it's at noon. I'm telling you, man, that, that's a, that's where that the big yeah that is it the is it on Fox though is is, a, is that their big noon kickoff? Um, uh, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure, but know. you know, I'm, I'm telling you, man, the TV TV likes that noon. They like that noon slot. Um, it's not it's not Jefferson Pilot, but I feel rate, like that game is always. I feel like that game is never at night though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that usually is a day game there. So. Yeah. But that that one's huge, and like if that's a, if that is a close game, I think the loser is not eliminated from the playoff. Um, especially if Michigan wins, um, I think Ohio State could still. I, I don't. I, I don't think that's necessarily an elimination game, even though I think it should be because you know my opinion is if you can't even win your division of your conference, how can you be the champion of the nation? But whatever. Um, so yeah, so those are the big things going on there, mm-hmm. and then you know I mean. You get the Iron Bowl. Um, you know, one way to put Cadillac the final Williams. nail on that. Yeah. <laughs> Cadillac Williams could, you know, maybe he puts Cadillac. the final nail on that coffin. <laughs> Come on down, buddy. <laughs> Although, if it's, it could be, it could be Lane Kiffin by that point, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. People are, people are talking. Uh, who knows? We'll people see. are tweeting and tweeting and retweeting. <laughs> yeah. It's all over the place. No, no, no secrets there. So stupid, stupid Lane. 
so yeah, but I mean, but so yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot going on. You know, it's it's rivalry rivalry weekend all around. Um, Let's run through it. Who you, big playoff implications in those games? I'll, uh, well, I'll, let's, 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 yeah, let's I'll give, take. So I'll let's I'll take give TCU to all of all of the main all the ranked opponents. Like, let's see, you got. I'll take I mean, TCU a, over Iowa State. I'll take that. TCU over Ohio State. Wait, what? Iowa State. Oh, Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. I do think which which if that happens, pretty much in my opinion, locks in the top four. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the big so to me the question is USC. Like, can USC win out? Uh, so USC Notre Dame is huge. I think they should win that game. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll I'll go with UC USC if I'm picking. Um, okay. That's a big one. Who you got? Ohio State, Michigan. Who do you think is going to win there? Ohio yes. State for sure. I you think know? Ohio State's going to blow them out. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go with Michigan just to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, on on paper, Ohio State is the only team that can even remotely hang with us. Yeah, um, and that's given the fact that they're playing lesser competition, in my opinion. Um, okay. So if Michigan is their comparable, playing similar opponents, uh, I just think that Ohio State wins this running away. Okay, and it's uh, it's it's at Ohio State too, I believe, right? Yeah. So the, it's it's at home. So okay, okay. As, yeah. as we talk, as we've as we've discussed, it's hard to win on the road. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, it will be. I guess we'll be following that score from the stadium because same time. Mm-hmm. So which, if Ohio State wins, and let's say that they win, like I guess, and to a point, are they are they both undefeated? I can't remember. Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, good. and they're number two and three in the current playoff rankings. Both yeah, 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 that's, that's what I thought. So, um, you know, uh, maybe Michigan drops to four, setting up a rematch with UGA and Michigan and the Peach Bowl, potentially. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? I, I uh, <laughs> The general thing that I've heard is, like, Michigan's non-conference schedule is so bad that, like, they may not be able to get back in. Because, again, they're in the same division of that conference. So, like... They can't rematch the Big Ten championship. Um, so whoever wins that is going to win their side. I don't know if they're. Uh, I don't. I don't. They're not legends and leaders anymore. I don't remember what their divisions are, but I know they're in the <laughs> same side. So they they can't you know like rematch right away. So okay. um, if Ohio State wins, it sounds like Michigan's probably out. Um, but I mean, you know, who knows? It's all going to depend on on all those factors. There's a lot of teams that are still in play. Some people are going to be so angry. Oh yeah. Yep. Are you uh, to Josh? Josh is going to be angry because he doesn't like the <laughs> fourteen <laughs> playoff. <laughs> uh, oh, dog stats! Come on. That's okay. Hey, no longer dog underscore stats. Just straight up dog stats. New nice. handle. Um, that's pretty cool. So, all, all right, right man. so what else you got? What else you got? Uh, LSU, LSU, Texas A and M. Yeah, I mean, you know, like. Uh, is 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 Texas A and M gonna like pull pull one out right here at the end and just like completely upend LSU's season? Oh man, that that would be wild. Because I mean, LSU was up there. You know, I mean, they're in playoff contention technically, right? Some uh, some other so. some other other games. Uh, selfishly, NC State UNC. Uh, my father in law is a NC State grad, um, and he has uh, his brother is a UNC grad, and siblings um unc so that's a a bit of a you know powell slash fox household rivalry game as well 
I mean, if, if North Carolina was still alive for the playoff until they lost Georgia Tech last week. So right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm figuring that North Carolina is going to win that game, but you never know. They should. I think they should. Te- Texas Baylor. Texas is looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'll, take, money t- I'll take Texas. Tulane Cincinnati. That's a top top twenty five matchup. Surprisingly, yeah. Tulane. I mean, I, I think it's because <laughs> Tulane has that like old school Green Wave uh, logo that you have on lately. So I'm gonna go with Tulane. Uh, I'll go Cincinnati for my neighbor. Uh, that's right. Yes, the trash pandas. The trash pandas. <laughs> yes. uh, Mississippi State, Ole, uh, Ole Miss. Mm, egg bowl. We got to pick the egg bowl. The egg, the egg bowl for for Hunter. For Hunter. Uh, is is it is it the Lane Kiffin going away party? Mm, I, th- I mean, that's kind of what it's sounding like. Uh, Seems that way. But yeah, I'm a, I got to go with Ole Miss for Hunter. But that game's actually that's, that game's tomorrow. Well, yeah, well, because we've we've run late. It's th- it's on Thanksgiving Day, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. UCLA, California. Yeah, I like UCLA there. What about South Carolina? Clemson? South Carolina, Clemson. Uh, man. I mean, if, if Spencer Rattler, I mean, is is Clemson's defense like Tennessee's? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I guess we're gonna find out. That would be amazing if they beat South. If they if they beat Clemson, I would love South Carolina to end the season with two top ten. <laughs> right? Seriously? Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> I'm going to go with Clemson, but that would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I think Clemson comes away with that one. Florida, Florida State. Can I mean, Florida avoid can we, the in, infamous six L's? Can we add yet another L to Florida? Uh, I'm going to go Florida State. Yes, yes. Um, was it um, – speaking of uh, L's, isn't – if if we win this game, then um, Tech is not bowl eligible. That is correct. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of thing. There's a lot of motivation on the line there for Georgia Tech, right? right. I mean, like if you go back to that for a minute, right? I mean, it would be in bowl eligibility. This would mm-hmm. be. I mean, this would be. I mean, this is their season. I mean, it mm-hmm. is every year, right? I mean, you get it from their perspective. They got their interim coach. If they were to beat Georgia, right? I mean, that makes their season, and they would get to go to a bowl game. I mean, there's a lot on the line. They're going to be fired up. They're going to be fired up. I mean, they always are. They always put everything. Like we said. They exist to like, not like Georgia. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so, and then you got Oregon, Oregon State. I, uh, I'm going with Bo Nix and Dan Lanning. Yeah, I think I think Dan Lanning's going to pull one out. He's going to have a a top ten finish in his first season. Be pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty crazy. Tennessee Vandy. Vandy's on right. Vandy's red and high. Did you see the SEC sh- <laughs> SEC shorts? <laughs> yes. Uh, I know again, Josh, I, I don't know where he got it, but it's like the Grim Reaper knocked on the doors. So as the Grim Reaper had knocked on Kentucky's door, <laughs> knocked on Florida's door, and then is now about to knock on Tennessee's door. Oh man. Yes. And uh, you know, no hand and hooker. I mean, it's just a reality. That's um, true. That's true, man. Like they, so, they have a potential problem, although apparently they're, their backup quarterback is the second coming now. I'm still gonna go Tennessee. I, I don't. I don't see <laughs> that happening again. I, I like Vandy on that one. <laughs> really? It's at, it's at, it's at home. Okay. 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 That's nice. what happened. That's what happened in the last one. Vandy got fined like two hundred fifty thousand for for upsetting uh upsetting the last the last guys. Uh, Florida was it? Uh, mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. 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 yeah and it was like, the slowest field rushing ever. It, it was not so much a rush. It was more like. They slowly went onto the field. It was kind of funny. Exactly. Uh, nice. Kansas, 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 Kansas State. Mm, t- Kansas State. Kansas, Kansas State's ranked ranked fifteen. Yeah, I go Kansas State. 
UCF South Florida. I don't care about that. <laughs> Top 25 matchup. UCF is ranked. Yeah. I have no idea. Michigan State, Penn State, Utah, Colorado. I don't know. These, these like this is like one of the weekends. Like you look back, like I said, you look back on on some of these rivalries, and it's like, man, like do you want to give up this weekend? Like this is this is this is a weekend that's like quintessential college football. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, and you sit you sit around like you eat Thanksgiving, right? And then like from then like for the entire weekend you're watching football. Not yeah. only are you watching football, but you're watching like like local rivalries that have been around right. for like a long, long time. I mean, you look up and down all these games that we just talked about. I'm not so sure about LSU, Texas A&M. Maybe that's like a, a thing. I don't know. Um, probably not because Texas A&M was in the Big 12, right? Uh, but like every single one of these, there's like, I mean, Washington State, Washington. Yeah, Apple Cup. Notre, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, USC, like. All when is do you down. have Apple Cup? What date? What day of the week is that? Do you Saturday. have that one up? That is Saturday. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Saturday. So we'll be watching because Kim's dad went to Washington. It, so. it kicks off at ten thirty at night here. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to watch that. Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Well, I know we'll we'll both be there. Um, and you know, you know, when my guy a podcast is all in town. Uh, that's been a pretty good omen. So omens, hopefully. Omens. We got there, yes. right? We, we, um, we've, been, we've been pretty successful with us this season when we're both there. That's right. That's right. So yeah, we'll we'll watch the weather and we'll uh we'll, we'll figure out what's what's going down, who all who will be then be there. And uh we gotta we gotta stay in touch throughout the week on the plans there. Yep. And we got uh USA plays England on Friday in the World Cup. We haven't mentioned the World Cup at all, mm. which I know that there's a number of people that are rolling their eyes right now when, at, at the sound <laughs> of that. But the World that's, Cup, go, go, that's, go USA and go dogs, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Soccer is a frustrating frustrating game to watch at times. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it, it's one of those things like you and Josh were, Josh was like taking the bait on all the, like, this is, this is a playoff. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Go USA. Go USA on Friday. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching that for sure. For sure. For sure. That. I love the world cup. Yeah. USA plays England. What time is it? Ah, uh, ooh, that's a good question. Because I got a time because we're going to be driving uh, from Kim's parents' house to my parents' house on Friday, so I feel like I got to. We're going to have to time our drive around that, or I'm going to have to like watch on the phone in the car and have Kim drive. <laughs> I was just about to say, I have. I want to say it's two o'clock, and it is. It's okay. two o'clock on two Friday. O'clock. Okay, so I got to figure that out. That could be problematic. I might be watching that in the car, which I can do. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, hopefully we're able to sync up on uh, on Saturday. Um, in the uh, latest edition of Clean Old Fashioned Hate. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Go dogs.